right, check this out. Before we get started, if you're listening to us on our Mumble Sauce Radio YouTube channel and haven't done so, hit that subscribe button and that bell notification so you can get notified whenever we drop a new episode of Go Live. And if you're listening to us on Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or TuneIn, subscribe to us there as well. All right, now let's get to it. You are now listening to the Mumbo Sauce yeah, yeah, Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keeping it litty for the Chocolate City. Yes, sir. What's up, stars? You tuned into the Mumbo Sauce Podcast. Welcome back to episode eight. That's part two of where we left off at on episode seven. Join us as we discuss what era go-go we think was the best. Don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe. And if you're listening to us on YouTube, leave your comments in the comments section on what era you think was the best in go-go. All right, John, what was you saying? The thing, the thing with black people is we despise things that are small. You know what I'm saying? We see something small and we belittle it and we and we debase the person trying to get the shit started. Like go-go bands. Go-Go Bands is one of the hardest shit to come out with and be in because people are not going to want to like you and listen to your shit until you've been talked about or until you're all the shit. You know what I'm saying? And, and the same thing goes with the clothing. Thank you, John John. The same thing. Thank you, John John. I know, because he just brought us way the fuck back to what we was originally <laughs> supposed to do. No, I'm saying thank you, because that's... that's hey, look, this nigga just stole somebody. Go ahead, Slim. <laughs> no. This nigga been asleep the whole time. This nigga just woke the fuck back up, though. Shout out to me for hey, waking well, the fuck what, out. What we really meant to talk about tonight was go-go bands. Exactly. Let's go ahead and get this shit together. I don't never get to talk on this motherfucker, man. What's up? Judge, you don't know. You don't know, but you just proved my point. That's exactly nah, what the fuck up. I was nah, telling Sean, Kendi. Hey, Sean, you can't just win like that, homie. Nah, big no. Sean. He said, you just proved man, my point. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. You ain't got to do that, B. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got to do that, B. Don't, don't moonwalk on me. Stay yeah. right the fuck with you. You good. <laughs> hey, yo. Hey, yo. Sean trying to wrap it up. Me, he yeah. said, yeah, you already, you, know, you already closed the shit up. That's what I've been trying to tell y'all. Nah, we got to talk about it, man. I like what you said. I, I, won't, I won't bring this shit full circle because... All right, now that we didn't cover the gentrification and, and the turn down of the buildings and shit, now we get back to the music. You know what I'm saying? And the music is go-go. So with the tearing down, I, I find that now, you know, I'm 40 years old. I grew up in, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm born in 78, so, like, I'm, I'm a five-year-old go-go nigga, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't partying at five, but it was in the house and on the radio, shit. You know what I'm saying? So now with, with the tearing down of the neighborhoods, how do y'all think that's affecting this go-go? Wow, that's going to be different because, woo, yeah. Yeah, John, go ahead. How do you think it's affecting go-go? I mean, it's kind of sad. Kind of, I don't know what to say because, man, that's sad because... You're not gonna no longer be. That's what make go go to say, yeah, hey, exactly. this this neighborhood. The, the neighborhood they came out the mud. Right? They yeah. came out the mud with that's, it. That's that's really that sad. was the heartbeat of the city. That yeah. was the sound of the city. This environment wow. created this sound. So if like it's killing our heartbeat, you feel mm. me? Well, look, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do you one better, Tony. They what they do is they go out on Friday. They they party on Friday, Saturday. Optionally Sunday night And then they go to work on Monday And tear down what the fuck they did on the weekend Cause they be the ones coming out there Oh look at it It be 10 of them drunk 
throw money in the bucket, and then when they go to work on Monday, they don't fuck with it. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, Sean asked me what I think about, you know, them tearing down this neighborhood. That's what I think about it. I think that, like, you know, we should have bought this neighborhood back. We should have been reinvesting in our community instead of just, like, utilizing it to just trap and hang out all night long. Because now the joint is taken down, tearing down, and all you can do is say, yeah, man, this used to be a rough area. This used to be where I grew up from. And it's tearing the heartbeat down of the city. Yeah, a lot of people from the hood, man, they just happy to be in it also it also <laughs> come back from it also stems from like gogo you know it's not dead yet but it's it's gonna die if people don't start loving each other and you know embracing each other people's neighborhoods and loving each other man because I, I remember when I came into Gogo, it was tight because you might be cool with another band from another neighborhood and you can come over there and play. You know what I'm saying? And that's tight. Mm-hmm. It, kept the, it kept the art alive. It exposed you to other people, you know, and you might not shoot at him when you see him at another party because, hey, man, you came to my neighborhood. You, y'all yeah, cranked at my neighborhood. And it stopped. I remember that too, man. I was going to and, Gogo and, and if like black, that, yeah. if black people don't get back together, man, and start loving each other, man, and start talking to each other man and shaking hands and embracing man it's gonna get it's just dumb dog like it's gonna only increase because you 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 fighting for shit that ain't even for you killing your own people that feel like you and think like you man if we don't stop killing each other then when it's time to vote we gonna kill we gonna kill our own numbers man you fighting for shit that ain't for you and you fighting over a neighborhood or a block stop. that you don't own is what you know yeah, but, and, it like can you stop. and that's what that yeah. That's what Jay-Z was saying yeah. on that 444 album. A lot of people didn't get it because they like, oh, well, he's not talking to the youth. You don't have that nigga 50 years old. What the fuck you got talking to? The youth got to figure out how to listen to him. It ain't his job to be making the motherfuckers jump up and down. It's his job to save them from themselves. That's right, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm 40, dog. I'm not trying to talk to no young nigga to make him dance. Yeah. I'm trying to keep you out of fucking jail and keep you out that hole in the ground, nigga. That's true. So look. My shit is, nigga, the whole time I did it, bro. You, you pick up on, you, you won't pick up on certain shit that's around you, but, like, nigga, I'm gonna tell you what. About that music, you hear Chuck Brown. Or you heard Chuck Funk. Mm-hmm. And you like, this shit, go, this shit, this shit different. But then, when you get out, nigga, and then you go to the first motherfucking outside event, and you see every, it's, it's just like how niggas, like, I know y'all know, y'all a little bit younger than me, but the first time you brought somebody from out of town, first time you brought somebody from out of town and took them to a go-go, and then they like, they have fun. the whole time in the car, they like, man, what the fuck is this? this and then yeah. when you get them in there, yeah. Niggas on some butt. then they like, oh shit, when we going again? Right. Yeah. Because it's not just calling a response, but it calls on your body. Like, even if you not having it, like, nigga, you gonna do something when you, once you hear that shit and you feel it. Because it's, it's 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 tribal, it's African. It it brings you, you back. It's, it's certain tones in music and certain instruments. These are real live instruments. And when I say real live instruments, I mean live instruments. I mean like Congos is made from hides of animals. You feel me? Like so. This is it's it's, it's frequencies that mm-hmm. get into your body and make you want to mm-hmm. move and make you feel good. Now. As far as the violence is concerned, and you know, I want to get into it because that's why we started this whole conversation. We ain't even talk about it yet. You know, the generations of GoGo, which generations was the best as far as GoGo is concerned? Mine was. 
You think yours was the best? Yeah, I'll I don't go think so. Tight, dog. Why do you? Okay, so let's start at the younger generation. But we you know what? Gonna start his, at the older was, generation. I, his Oz might be tight. mine the whole time because what he can raise tight. I, John Lord. John came up in the bounce beat generation to go go. Why do you think yours was, was was better? Well, because like y'all when y'all y'all go go was like it was so strictly it had such that such that raw area sound that people ain't want to hear it. Only people from here love that original go go. But when go go came around to us, it got more musically involved about. Um, when you talking back about? Like, hold on. When you when you talking about, bro? I'm talking about like the two th- like '99, 2000. Go go that up. bounce beat jump. Yeah. Yeah. No, it bounce was at, beat it wasn't was at in '99, no. 2000. Go go with the, the shit that we started was at its peak in '99, bro. Yeah, okay. bounce beat. You see, I don't, John. How old are you? Not to, not to put your uh, no. The bounce beat, like the bounce beat like started in the two thousands. Wait a minute, man. It started in the two thousands, not the early two, not not ninety nine. Wait, hold up, hold up. I'm not saying ninety nine is when the bounce beat came out. I can't hear y'all, man. Hold up, man. I can't hear y'all. Nobody never wanna let me talk. PG, man, let us talk, man. Did that shit to me last time, man. so, John, go ahead. Why? Well, you, okay. Explain your era. Forget, forget the date. Forget the date. Okay. All right. I'm just saying for me. I'm just saying for me. Okay. When when the bounce when the bounce beat came, let's talk about the bounce beat. I'm not a big fan of the bounce beat. I'd rather hear a pocket more than the bounce beat, me personally. But when the bounce beat came, it was tight because it was like it took go go to a very hyper wild out type of vibe and it helped spread it a little bit more because anyone could dance to it because it's just on the one just uh, uh, uh. anyone could just come and do anything to it it was just it lunched out and people in other places just loved it because it was just turn and just on the just uh, uh, uh. so that was tight but I just wanted to say that you know what I'm saying for me but I, now you good I was I was hey. trying to ask you could you put it like and and, and, I, and, I, and I learned this from watching Dream Champs because we have such a great era of music. And like when they talk about hip hop on Dream Champs, a lot of people, they be like, what's your best year of music? It's very hard to say what the fucking best year of music is. So I was going to say, what's your 10 year span of Go-Go? Like, what's your best the bands, 10 years? The stuff? bands and stuff. Ooh, like, I like that. Like, I, like I, I think that'll keep it more in perspective. Like, what's the best 10 years of Go-Go that you know? Because yeah. you're 30, right? I'm 31. Was 30, I know that, but yeah. I'm saying you're 30, so like I I'm not saying you and your. Just, what I, year would you pick up? And, and I say what, starting what at 95. You can put me in there. Nah, I like to 2005. See, we talking to a different type of nigga though. Like nah, we talking. Dog, that, that's, that's we talking bad. about. We talking to a nigga that like like yeah. old school shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A young nigga that like old school shit. <laughs> 95 nigga back was rocking like shit. That jump was hey, raw. Nigga. 
That jump was Let raw, it. nigga. Just yeah, just cranking the back. <laughs> hey, young, no music, just young, straight crank. Like, cause Gogo was faster than that at first. Hey, nigga, the, no the, the, the pocket, the pocket, was, the pocket was like the boys used to. It was faster, but '95 was just. Ugh. 95 is the perfect tempo for Go-Go's now. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, I think J.Y. Uh, changed that all up, though. Look. Nigga, 94 J.Y. 90. set up the tone for 95. Exactly. Uh, but that bounce okay. beat, though, that shit was that just a piggyback on. Because at the time, that's when uh, that's when Houston jumped in, B. They had a lean field. Yeah, it had a screw feel to it to me. It had a screw feel to it. And I'm going to let Kenny do it because I want to say my part, B. TCB. Uh, shout out to TCB and uh, rest in peace to Polo because those were the uh, in GoGo and GoGo history just GoGo field. Those were the dudes the first to bounce. Well, and back y'all was the first to bounce, but not mm, really bounce. They called them the bounce beat go, kings. They was see, I was trying, I was trying go to ahead, lay back, TCB is the bounce beat king. Go ahead, like John. Let's let Katie because I'm sorry. We gotta keep it in some order, man. We just gonna keep on talking. <laughs> Go ahead. It's Kenzie's fault, man. He get all passionate, jumping in. I'm like, God damn, man. It's all good. It's all I mean, good. It's so hard. Go ahead. Nah, go ahead, man. I'm I'm gonna I'm lay way back. Oh shit, now this nigga don't want to say shit. Nah, go ahead, bro. Nah, nah, I, I, I might say shit. Go ahead, I'm bro. just trying to say, man. Let me like, let me go then. I'm gonna keep it short. All right, right? go ahead. All right, so I was lived in Jersey and I heard pleasure, trouble, funk, and um, cause my 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 little brother's father was listening to it. I didn't know what the fuck it was. And I was a straight Jersey head, Dodge Effect, Hit Squad, you know, all that. Like, I was a Jersey head. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So then when I moved down there, Lockett started hitting. And Lockett was marketable. You know what I'm saying? It's family members that lived in Virginia Beach that still, when I play Lockett, they start losing their mind. Everybody knew EU. Yeah. But I heard, uh, I think it was WST, um, Northeast was here. Northeast Groovers was there, and they hit, that's the first time I heard the water. They hit straight out of Compton, and then they hit the water, and that beat was so crazy to me. I love drums. I love, you know what I'm saying? So for me, like I was asking Kenji, I said, okay, I know it started with Chug. I know Trouble Funk Pleasure and all was that era EU, and then it seemed like it hit, to me, I thought it hit Groove. It, it was junk, of course, and then Groovers, but then junk was able to somehow kind of take something to keep it keep them moving and relevant in some type of way they still was popular back was coming but back was dealing with a lot of hatred so i remember listening to to tapes and then i was going to maryland and i would go to maryland and my cut my my brother's uncle out for washington he ain't listening to nothing else when i first met him all he was singing let's go out to see junkyard and that's and i was like feel me so this was like that was like 91 but then like it's like 93 now i don't hear him he'll play nothing but back he was anti-junk everything else and so i would play stuff like that when i would go to other places and they would hate but then they would listen because they would hear that music and then they were here to do freestyle and it was like yo what is he doing i say he's freestyling basically los telling you about his whole day now once big g really i believe his superstar once he hit went on the wire I think it skyrocketed him to even bigger legendary iconic status because he started playing that. Um, I think he went, they went places that I don't think Junk went. Junk went in the early 80s, but they was doing like so-so death parties. You know what I'm saying? Like it was a lot of 
big things that was happening at the time. They was getting, it seemed like they was getting a lot more opportunities than Junk. But I, I was asking a question. I said, so Junk took the baton and went. And I was like, after Junk, I mean, after, I'm sorry, back took the baton and went. I was like, after back, what band worked their way to be iconic like back did? So, John, John, after back, y'all. Uh-huh. Which is the band that you said, that's your OG band, right? If we choose one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I'm not saying it for you. I'm, I'm asking you because no, I think, I I love think you're asking. I, if you ask me, John, who you want to go see, I don't want to see back. There right. you go. I'm, I'm saying, I know we done had the Junkyard conversation recently, but your OG band, like, when you was a little nigga, the band that you I heard, like, the band the, the band you want to go see first, it's nigga, back, when you first I get your T-shirt, see. is yeah. Backyard, right? Mm-hmm. So, from there... Who do you think is the the next biggest band after that? And I and I'm setting you up for this because you you touched on it earlier. But go ahead. You had TCB, Reaction, okay. and then like Phase Two, Tob. But but the, but the big dogs right. of that shit what? was TCB. The well, bounce beat. Be, they was, they were known I as the bounce the beat kings. Because to answer Sean's question. The music changed, bro. Yeah, that it bu- wasn't about like the, the the go-go had changed. It wasn't about like it was what we felt no more. It was a whole new group of adults that came in behind us and they had their own shit. Mm-hmm. All right, so y'all talk about like and I want to bring it back to this question because I you know, we then went up to speed. Everybody talked about, you know, what they grew up on in, in order to go to this point. So I want to talk about how, you know, what I grew up on in order to go to this point cuz I never made that point, but it's like JY, of course, you know what I'm saying, is what I grew up on. I felt like JY had the sound of Southeast. You could tell these niggas was from Southeast. You could tell an uptown nigga that he's from uptown. You mm-hmm. could tell when somebody's from Northeast. Now, you might not be able to tell that now because the lines are blurred, and I'm going to get into that. But you could tell yeah, that JY. You can't no North Carolina nigga from, from, from a DC nigga now. Right. So now when they came with the, you know, the slow gangster groove, I can appreciate that too. One thing, the main thing that I can appreciate about JY is that at an early age, JY had an understanding to include the whole DMV. I'm going to speed it on up to my second favorite band. My second favorite band, they did the same thing. That was Northeast. You know what I'm saying? Ra-Ra, you could take Ra-Ra and put him in any band and Ra-Ra is a producer. You could take him that and put him in any universal band. universal remote controls, Exactly. Man. And he's going to make, he's going to give it that Ra-Ra sound or that Northeast sound. Yeah, it's going to You feel me? And but I, I, give, I give BU the same respect, though. Oh, hold, let me finish. Let me finish because we could go Wait. into that too, though. We can go into that too. We, like, when I say going to that, I mean like who's the greatest lead talker. Now that might be a whole nother episode right there in itself because that take yeah, a lot of explaining too. We're gonna have to bring up some other people that, that ain't in this conversation. So now seventh, eighth grade, you know, hit and you know, shout out to seventh, shout out to my man Mike. But uh they hit me the backyard. I didn't know I didn't like backyard immediately because I wasn't with all that old road of time shit. You know what I'm saying? But then I got to listen to Backyard, and to me, Backyard was like the UGK of Go-Go. 
they was underground kings. They was, they was, they was different. They was innovative. They was, you know, on that player shit. They was on that. They Uptown was listening to. Shit. They was listening to Dog underground clown. kings. They was listening to the the people that was on the underground as far as on the hip hop scene, and they was playing them songs. So that's what gravitated me towards them because I'm like, hold up, like these niggas is. You know, paying homage to the underdogs. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they hey, got. Hey, so can I add this to it with Backyard? Is that they fucking they had the audio sample shit in their music more than any other go-go band. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like when it came to like the keyboard technology had caught up to, like, you know, the other bands was playing the melodies and the riffs. Right. But by the time Backyard came out, dog, they was actually. I'm gonna be a nigga for life. They could sample that shit and put that shit in their shit. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah, so like they had that, that too. That shit made it ten times stronger than what the fuck we heard before. You know what I'm saying? Right. Man, back had a different see, musicianship too, though. Raw image, uh, TCB. Mm. When I heard them, I knew that they were descendants of Backyard. You know what I'm saying? That's and, right. And That's Backyard good. may not have noticed them at first. But then they, you know, stamped them and gave them the torch. You know what I'm saying? And then they made a name for themselves and they they took that sound and, and kind of like tweaked it to their own. But those were the bands directly after them that were descendants of them. Mm-hmm. And you can hear Backyard yeah, all you know what? in them. Uh-huh. I left out Raw Image, bro. I'm glad you brought that up. Raw, shout out to Raw Image. It was times where I was listening to Raw Image. And you didn't even know if you was listening to Backyard or Raw Image. Mm-hmm. Like, you had to listen to a Raw Image Shit CD for 10 <laughs> minutes before you realized that that was actually Raw Image and not Backyard. And the talker, the lead, I mean, the rapper in Raw Image sounded so much like Los. You know what I'm saying? Like, even, even six, down right? to Killer Cow. You know what I'm saying? So, like, big, and it, that big six. And Big Six sounded just like G. But not the, not the, shit on them or nothing like that because nah, not at all bro but it was it was homage man it was it, homage. It's homage and is it's homage and that's how music is you know what i'm saying like we all take a piece of something and somebody and make it our own and you know the bounce beat thing and i'm gonna say this last thing and i, I promise i swear to god i'm gonna finish it like the with the bounce beat thing it's like okay uh What's cuz name that was in um TCB? Polo? Polo, yeah. Polo he Polo. sounded like G and Rest everything, but like the whole bounce beat shit. Like Sean was able, Sean is not originally from here, but he was able to make the correlation between bounce beat and screw. How, you know, like you can be off a of, uh, off, off of J, you know what I'm saying, or off your drink, and you listening to the bounce beat and it's dragging on purpose. And it puts you in uh-huh. that zone. It puts you, everybody. That's where the pockets came from. From. That's where break beats off of hip hop came from. It's all the same energy. You know exactly. what I'm saying? It's just finding it within the music. You know what I'm saying? Whoever performing, all right, let me take this little five second joint and stretch this shit out. Mm-hmm. And it's going to make it 20 times stronger than what it is. Yeah, I'm going to make your heart cry. Right. Yeah. But I like the fact that Youngins wasn't shooting. And youngins was beating their feet and they was battling, you know what I'm saying? Like on the dance floor. Because oh, yeah, I remember that. When shit, we man, used to go shit. to the go go, bro, we used to have to pray. You know, we might not have all yeah. bowed our heads together and prayed in unison in the car, but I'm gonna tell you like this, young, I was praying, you know what I'm saying, that I was protected. Nigga, you weren't the only one. You know what I'm saying? No family, no nothing. And I'm trusting that these dudes telling me they my homies, and you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm looking. 
You know, I can get left down and get left. I, I went to the Ibex. You know what I'm saying? I can get left and I'm like, oh shit. Um, go right. <laughs> you know, there was no GPS. So I had to yeah. pray every time. Every time we went in them joints. Man, it was a time that you had to be real to go yeah. in these places, young, because you can lose your life at any minute. And we've been around shootouts and we've been around our friends, some of our friends that then lost their life behind this shit. Like, you know, now people can walk around and just be on in it on the internet beefing on fucking Twitter and all like shit was real in 95, 96 and shit when we was going to these go-go's and shit like that. We was real live beefing uh, with neighborhoods. Nigga, you didn't have to have a motherfucking car with a license plate on it and Back in them days, you could have a, a car full of niggas with a lap full of guns and smoking how you wanted to smoke. <laughs> Do you know how fun that shit yeah. is to be there? Do you know how many stories just to get to the go-go? Like, how many stories it was that people were like, man, they weren't even planning to go to the go They got their goddamn Pizza Hut outfit on, man. or they rode in a meat truck, or they was the 18th or the 9th person in an escort. You know what I'm saying, kid? you like, it's so many stories just to get there. Then you go there and you had the best time of your life. And then you go home the next day and y'all talk like, man, I... This is man, like... That was a, all right. That that was a, and to add on what Sean's saying, he's exactly right. Because I've been that last man in the car. I was at work and niggas come pick me up. But it don't it don't get right till you get there. So right. it's like this shit bringing me back to what the mayor of DC was saying. What's her name? Mario Bowser. Yeah. Shout her out. But she was talking about and and, and this is gonna come for a circle tonight because this is Mambo Saw podcast, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, so we gonna we gonna shout that shit out all night fucking long, right? Mm-hmm. But for her to say that Mambo Sauce was insignificant to DC. She was very incorrect in what she said or, or what she was trying to uh, get across because no matter how much good she do in the city, Mumble Sauce represents the people that worked hard all fucking day to go out and get, and get a smile amongst the people listening to Go-Go on the weekends or if your kid, you know what I'm saying, like you at work and you got to, like, I ain't got nothing but my credit card, y'all go ahead and order, or I left some money at home, y'all go ahead and order some food until I get home. Right. It, 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 it's the glue. You know what I'm saying? Mobile sauce is the glue of the city, bruh. You know what I'm saying? Like, no matter how much money you made, no matter, no matter how much money you made or how much money you got, it's it's a breakdown. You know what I'm saying? It's the common denominator for the city. And, and I don't say, when I say the city, Message. I don't just mean D.C. Because I'm, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be some niggas when you like, hey, you from D.C.? I lived there long enough to know. And I lived in Virginia long enough to know. And I lived in Maryland long enough to know. But I've been to every fucking neighborhood, and we all got the same shit in common. Niggas need to cut that shit out, man. That goes to you show know, you the I type of agenda that she on, though. Like, if she, for her to make right. that comment, she don't. They trying to, you know, whitewash DC and try to take all that yeah. shit up out of there. And that goes well. Like again, we keep saying circle. That go back to the beginning of when you heard something like that. You're like, hold up, and we supposed to come together. Exactly. And Somebody supposed to come together and like we having this. This came from a conversation for me and, and Kenji getting emotional, looking like man, it's the end of an era, and we having this conversation where something triggered that. That's what's going on. It's a lot of spiritual triggers going on, so we can go ahead and move forward. And we can't move forward unless we take care of these things. It's talked about and work be done. You see what I'm saying? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like even even y'all saying TCB and all these other bands came after back and blah blah blah. But well, who coming after them? 
right? What's going to inspire right, the next so look, to keep it going? But that, that, that's what that's what I was waiting to get to. So, based upon where, you, where we at right now, the only bands that's after them is older bands. Because the art form is, is fading away, right? And this might not be popular opinion, but the fact is, is that, all right, after you and I had the conversation the other day, I, I, I looked up some shit, and to support what I was saying, I was trying to tell you the other day is that go-go music was fused by people that was mostly learning music in church or they learn music in school, right? Mm-hmm. So now, here we are again. It's 2019. This shit started in the 80s. But I'm, I'm trying to do the whole history, the whole history lesson in, a, in 115 seconds. So what happened was, is that you got to look at the music that was national at the time which was funk music, right? Chuck Brown, Chuck Brown dropped Bustin' Loose in 1978. That's the year I was born. Right. I'm 40 now. So up until now, we're gonna make it make sense, is that up until then, what what was, how was people learning how to play music? Ooh. You either went to church or you went to school. Right. From the 70s up until, up until well into the 90s. And then towards the end of the 90s, they started cutting music out of school programs. Mm. Especially, especially in D.C. Mm-hmm. So, like, so that's where the lack of, you know, it being handed down came from. And then now, from the end of the 90s, we had the best fucking running hip-hop that we've ever had. And D.C. has been very instrumental, even with Go-Go, mm-hmm. into leading that into hip-hop. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So, like, it, even though we was, we, I guess you could call us a silent partner in hip-hop. Because before LL Cool J came out, the next motherfuckers up was Junkyard. So let me ask you something, KD, since you said hip-hop. Do you think the next generation of Go-Go is hip-hop? Go Like, Go-Go hip-hop? Like, you know, we got people like Wale and Fat Trail making a national, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, giving well, giving the world this DC I don't think, sound. I don't, think that, I don't think that they are the next level of hip-hop, but... No, of Go-Go. No, nah, I don't. You don't think I'm, but, I'm, I'm asking? Do you think hip hop, like DC area hip hop, is the next level of go go? I wouldn't even. I wouldn't put them two in. That's tomato, tomato, bro. I would never I put think, that in the I same think, I think it's a I lot think, of triggers I, going on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I think fucking like the niggas that that represented rap. Like right now, the the strongest nigga we got in rap in relation to go go is Killer Cal. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But, like, before that, not to, not to cut you off, Sean, but I just want to make sure I don't, I don't get lost in this shit because leading up to this, we never really had rap in Go-Go. We had, we had rappers in Go-Go, but rap was not included in... I mean, Go-Go was not included in rap. You see, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, niggas like Tony Blunt and um, Greg Hall, like... Um, man, I'm saying... Uh, Oh shit! It's gonna come to me in a second, but I'm, I'm not all over the place. But all the rappers, all the rappers that was included in Go Go, they they really weren't included in the rap industry. So like, they always like even though niggas would come to our town and pay us respect and like they don't want to get robbed, so we gonna show these niggas love and go home tonight. They didn't put on for us later on, bro. We had to put ourselves on. So now what's happening is that you got these young niggas like Fat Trail. You got uh, El Casto, uh, 
from like Kingpin Slim. Yeah. They they already know the niggas know the vibes. Like they come from it. They represent it. But at the same time, they're not go go rappers. These niggas can rap. And this is what I was trying to tell brother the other day is like we're in a way different space because the era that we came in, we praised the go go niggas. We didn't praise rappers. We didn't have no room in a rap conversation other than Dougie Fresh. He was from New York, but he used to be in DC. Biz Marquis, same thing. But now here we are, 20, 30 years later, and now these young niggas, like my son, 11, like I said, he's not gonna wreck it. He know Big G and he know, you know what I'm saying, like Black Alley, like he know the bands that's current because since the time he been born, I've been taking them outside and taking them outside to see who popping, see what's going on. When I took him to Chuck Brown day last uh last summer, me and John John and, and his baby girl. Yeah. Right? I said, I said, hey young, you wanna go with me to see uh Chuck Brown? We're going to the park. All the kids going. Nah, dad, I'm gonna stay here and play the game. I said, nah, I'm not. I said, no, you going with us. I asked you to see how you was gonna respond, but you going today. As soon as we pull up, Slim. Five minutes later, he see his man from school and he's like, Dad, can I go with them? I said, I thought you didn't want to come. Yeah. I said, he can come with us. You can't go with them because this is about you. You know what I'm saying? It's bigger than what you're thinking today, Holmes. Yeah, it's a history lesson. Yeah, so like, I, and Chuck Brown is in the ground, nigga. I'm talking about when I was five, like, this is, like, all I could wait to see was go to the motherfucking, uh, down the waterfront. Who that John was, uh, Whole Gates, mm-hmm. and he said, uh, uh, uh it wasn't even, uh, they had the radio drum. Donnie Simpson used to, the River Fest, that's what that John was, the River Fest, huh? The River Fest down, uh, Whole Gates, right there on Southwest Waterfront. Yeah. By the, by the wall. Like, Slim, you ain't seen them days into, like, you seen, DC was at its finest in the 80s, bro, because everybody didn't have a, have to have a whole lot to be included. And it's like now it's all about how much money you got and how much like and I'm saying DC because like even if you lived in Virginia and you lived in you know if you lived in Maryland still to this day you still come to DC to party right you know what I'm saying and that's what people don't talk about enough everybody be wanting to shut shut down oh you from Virginia or you from you in Maryland and, and Maryland gets more inclusion than Virginia I understand why but I lived in DC long enough to know why too. And that's okay. Because I'm, at the end of the day, I'm all about us, bro. It ain't about what neighborhood you from. It's about what the fuck we doing to get up. You know what I'm saying? That's right, that unity got to come back. Well, that's why I asked you, though, because, you know, earlier we mentioned that, like, they tearing down our communities and we're not building our communities up. And, you know, the next generation that we, that we are seeing, they are... Once again, time go go into hip hop. I know these artists are not go go rappers, but you know there was a time that go go was synonymous to New York because a lot of them was coming to this area and trying to you know get away from you know being hot in New York and hustle out here like Alpo and people like that that was in the go go's and loved the go go's. You know what I'm saying? But you see what what ended up what happening with them niggas too though. So. We can't, like you said earlier. Yeah, we let him. We, we let can't these be people so in. We, 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 we ain't got to reach our arms out to every nigga that want to give us a hug. Up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you got to be careful with that shit. So I'm like, so like, even until now, like, I, I'll just bring it full circle with the go-go shit, bruh. 
I have a strong opinion that Gogo is fading away. That's what I'm even saying. Though, that's what I'm. That's even, what I'm saying. Even though, I think even it's though, fading away, but I think the hip hop DC area hip hop is trying to replace it. That's the new Gogo, I think. I don't think. I don't think that it's trying to replace it. I just think it's progressing the technology, bro. Because Gogo started out with people playing in the music bands at school. Gogo started out with the people playing in church. And the people that the 5% of people who had it in their household, because we don't know, you know, a lot of us are self taught, you know, so as being creative and, and learning how to do certain things. But back in that in that day, Chuck, like I said, Chuck Brown 78, that's the year I was born. So I didn't hear shit until five years later, and I thought I was doing something because I couldn't wait for my turn. And then now here I am, I'm 40 years old, and it's still relevant. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I've taught other people, like, hey man, this is how, you, this is what you're supposed to do. This, this not go go. When I go out of town, I check people. Now they think we have to correct people. Like, it's, like I said, gatekeepers with the hip hop shit. Like, you gotta check people and let them know what's real and what ain't. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Man. So like, you can go out of town and niggas think uh, if they hear DJ Cool, even I said DJ Cool wasn't never go go, but. Like, if you got a hundred dollar bill, throw your hands up, or they hear the water dance, they think that that shit is go-go, and I'm like, slam. That's just, that's just a motherfucking... That's commercial go-go. Chris Brown has you can call it, wrong you, with you can call it commercial go-go, go-go but like, for me, I'm like, wrong with it. like, it, it's, it's a back room to go-go, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's no way It's a back room to everything, though, B. It's a back room to everything, man. Everything starts from some type of back room, some type of small club or anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I'm not, I'm not shitting on it when I say that, bro. I'm just trying to I know you're like, not, but, but Benji, that's what I'm saying. If it's fading away, it's that mentality. Like I say, it's that, just like that comedian saying, you know, he didn't hear nobody from Virginia going to the go-go because he listened to one band or whatever. You see what I'm saying? It's that mentality, man. It's us against everybody else. I'm down here in Richmond. Hey, I'm yeah, so that, happy here. I don't care if it's a local go-go or anything, and you be happy as hell to have a good time. And that's when you respect it the most. See, now we respecting it the most because a lot of people took advantage of it because they was in their ego. Like I said, it was some younger bands that came. It's some other people that wanted to play or be a part or even keep those bands' legacies to keep going because they're eventually going to pass away too. So you want to, just like Chuck, you want to keep passing the torch. And I think a lot of people hated on it. Like, right now, if you're saying it's going away, it's, it's, it's conversations like this that got to trigger so people to look like, you know what, and we don't want this to die. Do the youngest, we want this to keep... Yeah. Do the youngest see, the think it's fly bro, shit, like, though, Sean? Do the youngest, do the youngest uh, think it's fly shit, though? Like, you know, we used to... Go-Go, back in the day, it was like when you was... Uh, you had your so, son. Go-Go was a rite of passage for us coming up. But I'm saying, no, I'm talking about, like, like... Like if you have a if you a father and you got your son and you like my little my little man sharp you know what I'm saying in the football like yeah he, you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. he's starting and he blah 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 like just yeah. like in the go go you like yeah you know what I'm saying this my little son man you know he he tight on the drums you know what I'm saying like you taking them um under yeah. your wing and teaching them how to play the drums or you teaching them how to play the bass do you think kids this what I was trying to tell you Sean is that do you think kids want to do back that back then man? when we was going. No, they don't. Because now kids are we, we came from an analog we came from an analog world. These kids are in a digital world now. So everything they do, they can pick up themselves, they can make beats on their cell phone now. It's too we easy. didn't have tools Yeah, it's too we easy. didn't have no but hold up, listen to this. When we was coming up, oh I'm a little bit older than you, Tony, so like 
even though you make beats and I don't, right? Think about how much easier it would have been if, like, all right, nigga, you getting a cell phone for your birthday and you can make beats on your cell phone as opposed to buying a piece to the 13 pieces you need to make beats collectively. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, yeah. see, you see what I'm saying? That's what I was trying to say the other day is, like, my son is 11, oh right? Oh, my God. So, like, if this is... I know you saying, oh my God, nigga, but think about it. No, no, I'm when not you was When oh you were... I'm not talking about you. you. I'm not when talking you about you. you. When you was 11... <laughs> <laughs> when you was 11... Everybody on the phone. When you was 11... Did you have all the tools you need to make a fucking album? Hell no. Nah. Right? Yeah, and that's where I'm trying to go. My nigga, I didn't even the- know that it was like... I never stepped foot in a studio until, like, I was over the age of 21. You know what I'm saying? Like, back in the day, you ain't see no producer. Because you, you had to have some bread to have. that shit was so far away from you, right? Yeah, you had to have some bread to even have one piece of that equipment. You know what I'm saying? Right. You thinking, like, damn, I get one Jonas $800, and then, nigga, I see this shit in, like, five years or something. If we got so many keys that happen. Like John John was saying, the dude got you see somebody that has that talent, you know, you you push that. Like I know everybody I mean, I know it's to the point that everything is fast and this kids seem like they don't have patience, but that spirit that's in you to play the music is is always gonna be it's always gonna be somebody special. So I know some I got things right that's playing the drums at four years old. Oh yeah, I seen you know that. what I'm saying? You know what I mean? So your, the main thing is, okay, like my man is saying, your kid playing football. Why your kid, a lot of times, your son playing football because he either seen it or his homeboy's playing it or he's seen somebody that he look up to, listening to it or, or watching it. You see what I'm saying? That's how it starts. You got to put it, you got to put it in him like basketball. My, my brother loved basketball. You want to know why? Because I'm from Akron, Ohio. And he seen LeBron, you know what I'm saying? And that, and because he and he followed LeBron, he want to go to Ohio State, even though he's a, you know what I mean? Like I put that in him. Then he actually went to Akron and saw where LeBron was from. You know what I'm saying? Like he planted that seed, and then he fell in love with it. That's what my question was. Like, do you think that the younger generation think it's cool to be in the go-go band? Like, I thought that it was like when I was coming up. I'm like, man, when we got in the go-go band, I thought I was that nigga. You feel me? Like, I know I was. (laughs) So. I don't I don't know if this younger generation, the next to carry the torch, think that it's fly shit to be in a go-go band and carry the torch. I know they think it's fly right, to carry the torch as far as the clothing line is concerned, because we got eat, you know what I'm saying? But like Nah, that ain't just it. It's it's other motherfuckers out here besides them. Well I'm sure they is, but you know, that's the one that's that on the front line. It as far as what's next up. And I'm going to say my son 11 again because I know I keep saying this shit all night. But it's a big disconnect because I, I was 30 when I had my son, right? Yeah. So now, here it is. And he told me the other day, he said, Dad, you know my neighbor that live over here by me? He said, man, I think you and her get along just fine because all she do is listen to Go-Go. She be cranking in the car. But he don't like it when he with me, but he respect it when he see it from other people. So like cross and I and I, I'm gonna stand John, I'm gonna pull John John in on this one because oh, yeah. I've never taught my son how to play an instrument, but do he know he know music, right? Yes, and he know what go go is, right? Like and John John is a very like when we was talking about and I'm gonna double back a little bit because when Brad was talking earlier, like we talking about our favorite artists and, and people that's go go artists. I just told Brett, me and Brett talk about music all the time, and he's what ten eleven. Nine years, nah, 10, 10 years younger than me. We're going to just say it like that. 
And I said, Wincy, my favorite singer right now. A few years ago, I would have said Raphael Sadiq, but I feel like Wincy been overlooked. Hell you yeah. know what I'm saying? And from where I come from... Wincy has made me cry before, dog. I ain't gonna lie, you know? <laughs> Look, Jumpin' Bad is my favorite band. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bullshit with y'all. And I know how much, you know, respect G paid to, to uh, Bugs for all that. But, like, when I was coming up, nigga, it was Chuck Brown was the man. But... I saw something in Bugs that made, I said, oh yeah, this me right here. Then I saw something in Junkyard Band playing on buckets when they was kids. Even though I was a little nigga and they was older than me. But like when I got old enough and I said, what I could pick and choose what I like, Junkyard Band been my band from day one. And they gonna, they gonna be my band till I die. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Even though I, I, pay, I, pay, I pay homage to all the other bands that's out here and they rock. Cause that's what we do at home. You know what I'm saying? It ain't just about the one band, it's about, it's about the mission. You know what I'm saying? But it touched my spirit. Junk talk. Junk came at a time like Junk really cranked when we was like like 96, 95. Yeah, like I, I'm a 94. Junk came at a time for us when it was probably like crossroads for us. You know what I'm saying? A lot, lot, lot of loss and growing. Like we really about to be an adults. Like you know what I'm saying? Like about to graduate high school. Junk really touched us, B. Like yeah. Junk really touched us. You know what I mean? I remember uh, the first Let's time. Go. The first time I heard Gogo, I think it was Junk Guy. They was playing at Gun Springs Pool. Yeah. Man, once I seen them play, dog, I knew. I was I And they put I on the show, gonna... man. I, like, you know what I mean? They yeah. was looking like us, dressed like us, and you know what I'm saying? But the more what we saying is, the main thing what we saying is, this is an art firm form that we, I'm hoping that progress. But at the same time, you know, I hope that it ain't. I know it might be the end of that era, era but I'm hoping that it picked back up in some type of way. That that happened. Shit, I don't think this shit gonna fall the way nobody thinks so because, like, right now, Backyard, to me, is probably the biggest band in the city. I ain't gonna say probably. I think Backyard is the biggest band in the city right now. Yeah. Because... Steve Roy it, up there it, with, It's like... It, it's it's, it's kind of like the laws of average. You said who, who else? Steve Roy, he up there with G. Nah, dog. Yeah. Like... My man, me, my man. Nah, I, I, I'm not saying no, 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 not not nothing bad. Steve Boy is good, great, Mike, man. He's a great fun, Mike, singing all that rapper. But I'm saying as far as the overall band, like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Backyard never bust down to like, you know, they they didn't share some members here and there, like here and there, but they come and go. But a lot of bands, then a lot of bands then dissipated, bro, like. Since, like, I'm talking about since I came up, like, I remember the beginning of Backyard and the beginning of Northeast Groove is, like, it's a big difference. I can't say the beginning of R.E., but, like, I can't even say the beginning of J.Y., even though that's my favorite band. But J.Y. and R.E. are staples. Even though they bust down and recreated themselves, that name, that brand is never going to go away. But, like, the people that came up after them, like, Northeast Groovers, they can't really. They've spread themselves out and tried to come back, but it just it just don't seem to be the same way as Essence and um, back. I think Essence and Backyard probably got the two strongest bands. I, even Jay White, even though it's my favorite, Man, they broke Black down a couple of times and, and tried to bring other people in the fold of things and it don't work. Yeah, for the most part, Black you know what I'm saying. All the original members too. Well, man, we're going to have to continue this conversation another time. I think the next conversation should be about who we think the greatest lead talker is of all time, yeah. 
it's gonna be a lot of feelings hurt on that one, man. Lead talking combo play. Sean <laughs> KD, man, we appreciate y'all, man. Good conversation, man. We gonna chop it up and you know put it on out there, man. Hey man, God bless. I'm sorry, I, I, sorry, I lost myself a couple of times, but you know, nah, my... nah, nah, it's all good. We gonna piece it together, brother. Hey, all right. It's all good, man. Hey man, every time's a good time, man. All right, y'all <laughs> fellas, be easy, man. Love <laughs> y'all, man. Hey, same shit, man. You already know what it is. For sure. Oh. So, all right, yo. All right. I'm on the pocket right here. Silence, y'all.